Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Bill Voth is going to join us in about 60 minutes live from Panthers camp. I am taking your London travel tips all day today because I'm taking the family to London, England. Today is my last show until two weeks from today. We do have a really cool Voices of North Carolina tour set up for these next two weeks slash nine shows in my absence. More on that a little bit later. Our next guest is one of our favorites in the sports world. You may not know that his first job was as a paper boy. He's kind of still doing that, just on the writing end of things rather than delivering the hard copy. His worst summer job back in the day was picking tobacco. He tweeted that he still has nightmares about that. We'll ask him how serious he was about that. He also covered the Wyndham Championship and covers many other things as an award-winning columnist for the news and record of Greensboro, North Carolina. Ed Harden, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm doing great. Hope you're doing fine. I'm doing well, man. Thanks for asking. I grew up in Pennsylvania, so I know little to nothing about tobacco farming. Now, I've learned about it quite a bit, but at arm's length about its place in our state's history. Uh, this was your worst summer job. Tell us about it and how bad are the nightmares all these years later? Well, it's something that never leaves you. I mean, it's the hardest, back-breaking, hot grinding work you can possibly imagine and you're picking leaves of tobacco one by one leaf by leaf in these giant hot fields with these grimy bugs and these rough things on the bottom of the leaves you can't see by the end of the day your hands are raw your back hurts my back hurts to this day because of it oh man your knees are scraped up you're sweating you lose four or five pounds every day and you swing going back the next day but then they hand you a check for like 50 bucks, and you're like, cool. <laughs> now, which end of being a paper boy is more enjoyable? I'm hoping that your world-class writing is more fun than uh, I once rode my bike delivering papers in Pennsylvania, I mean, like 40 years ago. So this end has to be better than that end, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I still have nightmares about that, too. You know, we, had, we had morning and afternoon papers, and you got up at dawn to deliver the morning paper, and then you had to leave the swimming pool in the middle of the day and go deliver the afternoon. It was awful. That brings back bad memories, too, now that you mentioned it. What percentage of people would tip you at the end of a year or something? I still have nightmares about this, and it's but it turned me I into really a better don't. tipper as an adult. <laughs> I don't remember a tip in my life. Oh, no. One person. Oh, all right, if make they sure we. It all, it was an insult. Buy yourself a Right. We'll have a tip for Ed Harden by the end of his conversation with us. Find his work in the pages of the Greensboro News and Record and at that fine website. He did cover the Wyndham Championship at Sedgefield Country Club this weekend. And a young man named J.T. Poston, who happens to be from Hickory, North Carolina by birth, and Western Carolina University in terms of where he played his collegiate golf. How true is it that JT replaced you, Ed Harden, as the greatest <laughs> golf product in WCU history? Well, that tells you all you need to know about coloring. Now, I was never on the list, I promise you. He actually graduated from up there. I only went two years mainly to catch trout, so I'm out of his league. <laughs> well, so it, clearly he is the best golfer ever from Western Carolina, right? I mean, that's not we're not stretching that too far after his eight under par 62 yesterday. And, and I think you wrote about this. The last time somebody had 72 straight holes in a stroke play event on the PGA Tour without a single bogey or worse was Lee Trevino in 1974. I mean, did you that's know amazing. what you were witnessing this week? We didn't have any idea, and 
neither did any of the players. When they when they heard about it, one by one, they, they came back in the press room or they got two officials to say, are you kidding me? But then you think about it, I mean, it happened. I think Scott Piercy actually did it last year and didn't win. Okay. That's when people started thinking about it. Interesting. Like, to do it to do it and win is, uh, well, it's unheard of. What did Jay, how did he react when y'all told him this Lee Trevino first to win a 72 <laughs> hole stroke play event with zero bogeys or worse? He didn't know either. He had no idea. And I think it stunned him. I think the whole day stunned him. The whole week stunned him. And he had, he had a hard time describing his feelings afterward. I mean, it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And when we told him that, I think it just blew his mind. Ed Harden is joining us. Find him on Twitter at Ed underscore Harden. I've played in enough pro-ams and met enough pros to know that, of course, I mean, when they're playing with us, different tees, different pins, they're hardly ever going to bogey. Do you have any sense of how often, uh, you know, a PGA Tour pro playing from the long tees, you know, goes without a single bogey? I mean, I'd have to think that, you know, pretty routinely, oh, you're going to drop one or two into 18 holes, right? I mean, when you watch on television, they always point it out. You know, he hasn't had a bogey in 15 holes. And that's a remarkable feat, which it is. But to do it for 72, I mean, that's just off the chart. What was your take on the field and the new place for the Wyndham Championship after all four majors? Uh, it's called the regular season finale now. They do have the Wyndham's rewards concept. Uh, and it's before the FedEx Cup playoffs. So it's... Kind of an awkward place. Uh, some say it's a promising place. What do you think? Well, it's always been a bit awkward. Uh, it's a quirky little tournament to begin with. The tour did this to, to to get it on par with the tournaments leading up to it and, of course, the playoffs afterwards. Everybody just assumed that the players would want to come and take a shot at the $10 million. Well, it turns out Kepka and, and Rory and Kuchar clinched it after Memphis, so they didn't need to come. So Casey comes. He's the only one of the ten that comes. He's going to take next week off. So it's kind of like they have this option that they never thought of. But still, there was some disappointment. There was some anger. You know, there was there were a lot of people felt insulted by it that they kept it took $2 million from Wyndham and didn't bother to come to play Wyndham's tournament. So there might need to be a little tweaking to it. All in all, it was a good field. I mean, you bring Jordan Spieth in, yeah. good field, even though he played only three days. But, I mean, it was it was a good golf tournament. I was I was impressed. This tournament reinvents itself every year anyway, you know? Yeah, I don't know how far back you go, Ed, but I do not expect you to give us first-person Ben Hogan and Sam Snead uh, stories from 1938 <laughs> and 1940 when those guys – won a different version of this event. But Sedgefield and its involvement in these variations does go all the way back to 1938. Byron Nelson, Ben Hogan, Sam Snead, et cetera. Uh, for those who don't know, and, and to whatever degree we can stretch your uh, longevity and expertise, what are some of those other roots about what has become one of our two annual PGA Tour stops here in North Carolina? Well, it bounced around a little bit. You know, for a while, it was like we're going to lose it. I mean, the JCs ran it for years. And they pretty much ran it into a ditch. And then, you know, they had to move it to Forest, Forest Oaks, which was fine. I mean, it was there's nothing wrong with Forest Oaks. And in the, 
in the long term, it saved the GGO. Yeah. But it would not be here now had it not been for Forest Oaks. But ultimately, they had to get away from there. So they got the JCs out of the way. They found some guys with a lot of money. They talked the Wyndham into coming on as a sponsor. And lo and behold, they moved right back to Sedgefield where it should have been all along. And it's, you know, it's its old self again. Quirky little Sedgefield and birdie or bust. I think in my time it's gone from Kmart to Chrysler to Wyndham. It's been Wyndham for at least a decade or so now. Ed Harden joining us on the David Glenn Show. I would have guessed last Wednesday that Jordan Spieth, you mentioned, had to exit after three rounds. Uh, Wake Forest's own Webb Simpson uh, and some of the other locals would have had the biggest followings. Where, where did you see the most excitement? Uh, and, and remind everybody, what did happen to Jordan Spieth, who kind of became the headliner when he made that uh, Friday afternoon decision about 10 days ago? Yeah, it really did. It was a late decision, and there was a lot of walk-up. And for two days, you know, probably for three days, actually, Speed easily had the largest crowds okay. and some of the biggest we've ever seen. It was a huge turnout this, this year. And then Speed being Speed right now, he's at the wall. And on Saturday, he shoots the worst round of the entire tournament, mm. and this is the secondary cut. Now, the irony is the, player, the players hate this secondary yeah. cut, and they're doing away with it. They'll never have it again. So the irony is that Jordan Spieth's probably the last person to ever be cut on a Saturday. That's right. Yeah, this is the regular yeah. season finale. The rules change next year. And the FedEx Cup has different rules. That's that's true. Wow, that's that's the wrong trivia question to be the answer to. <laughs> Ed Harden is joining us on the David Glenn Show. Uh, what are you looking forward to in terms of the FedEx Cup playoff and this great sports version of the postseason because uh, they've tweaked that. You talked about the Sedgefield and the, the Wyndham tweaks over the years. Uh, the FedEx Cup has been tweaked a whole bunch of times, but you know somebody like Bill Haas will tell you how much fun it is to win $10, $10 million in one's fell swoop. <laughs> That's for sure. I'll be honest with you, I'm looking to see if Jordan Spieth comes back. I'm not sure he does. I mean, he's, he's on the verge of going where Ian Baker Finch went. Mm. He's that close. He has no idea where the drive is going to go, just out of the blue. He hit it out of bounds left. He hit it out of bounds right. He hit it in the grandstands. He hit it in somebody's yard. He hit it in the woods. And he still was in the tournament. Two days into it, he's four strokes out of the lead. Because he's the best putter you've ever seen in your life. But he, there's something in his head, and he's very close to a dark place that you don't come out of. And we may very well be seeing the end of Jordan Spieth as we knew him. Last thing for Ed Harden. He is an award-winning sports columnist for the news and record of Greensboro, North Carolina. Follow him on Twitter at Ed underscore Harden. As a Philly guy, there, there are not a lot of fishing holes near where I grew up. <laughs> now, I've seen you describe yourself as A, from, quote, Mayberry, North Carolina, and B, you call yourself an angler splash slash sports writer. Now, I have admired your work for a long time, so I don't need you to explain how you're a hell of a sports writer. I'll, I'll brag about you after you hang up. When it comes to the angler part of this, if you had advice for our statewide audience, like where to go, what to look for, secrets of the trade and craft, 
Would you share them? Like, is it in the angler's Bible to be giving on such things? <laughs> or, or are you selfish and you think, man, if I share all my best stuff, then it's going to be crowded on Saturdays? Yeah, that, you don't go there. Now, I'll tell you <laughs> the lake to go to, but I won't tell you where to go on the lake. <laughs> cool. All right, what do you, what do you got yeah. for everybody? <laughs> you want to go to Jordan? You want to go to Falls? You want to go to Sharon Harris? Right there in Raleigh, you've got three of the best in the state. Okay. Sharon Harris Sharon Harris is the great gym that nobody knows about. It's All an right. incredible bass fishery. Now, I'm talking bass fishing. And is and that advice years. just for triangle folks or are we go are you is that like your statewide advice? Statewide. Okay. It's a well. secret it's a secret that's not really out. Now the other one is Randleman Lake. Randleman Lake in, in near Greensboro. Sharon Harris and Randleman are the two best lakes in North Carolina. I'll, wow. just, I'll just say it. Dropping some And not knowledge. a lot of people know that. Not a lot of people know that. Theoretically, we're supposed to give Ed Harden the, the tips that he never earned as a young paper boy. He's giving <laughs> us tips at no charge. Hey, man, thanks for the visit on golf and life and tobacco and everything else, man. I appreciate your time every time you visit. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You got it. Ed Harden of the News and Record of Greensboro on Twitter at Ed underscore Harden. He's an angler. He's an angler. And he's a good one from what I've learned. 1-800-849-2761. Supposedly, he is a pretty good golfer. I've never played with that. Have you, Darren? No, I haven't. I've heard similar things. I think people were joking when they said he was the best golf It was obviously tongue-in-cheek, but... It was. Word is, he is pretty good. Maybe he's the best sports writer golfer ever from Western Carolina University. And now JT Poston, PGA Tour winner, also from the Catamounts, is officially the holder of that title. If you win a PGA Tour event and nobody else from your school has done that, yes, we'll crown you the greatest PGA pro ever from WCU. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Bill Voth is going to drop by in 45 minutes. He is our on-site correspondent at Carolina Panthers camp, formerly of Black and Blue Review and others. He is now with Panthers.com. A lot of cool video stuff he does nowadays with the Carolina Panthers. Special access, of course, now that he works with the team. There was Fan Fest on Friday night. Got a lot of rave reviews despite the weather from our listeners who went there to Bank of America Stadium. The Panthers do open up the preseason this Thursday at the Chicago Bears. Rookie Brian Burns did limp off the field at one point this morning, but quick update, he did return to finish practice, so that is more good news, just like the Luke Keekley news was positive medically coming out of the weekend that was. 1-800-849-2761. What was the best thing you saw anywhere in the sports universe and what made it that? We have more of the best of the Pro Football Hall of Fame speeches. We gave you Ty Law's teary words on his mother, Champ Bailey, about being a black man in a white man's world. Kevin Mawai's message to his military father, who was right there in attendance and bawling like a little kid as he watched his son's induction speech to the pro foot as he was going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We have the best of Ed Reed and Tony Gonzalez. We have Bob Costas in his own words. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. The only person getting best and worst votes... MLS player Alejandro Bedoya. The worst of folks are saying stick to sports after the MLS player scored a goal for the Philadelphia Union at Washington, D.C., our nation's capital last night. During the celebration, he grabbed the sideline microphone and said, hey, Congress, do something now. End gun violence. Let's go. 
Those who took the time learned that Bedoya actually had done some homework and some research and had even tweeted about the mass shootings this past weekend in Texas and Ohio on his Twitter handle. He also has a background that includes a personal connection to a part of Florida where they're still recovering from the mass shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. Alejandro Bedoya, best of the weekend for many, worst of the weekend for a few. He did that on an FS1 national broadcast, screaming into a microphone that essentially made his words part of that broadcast. Stick to sports or not? More of you saying... Let them chime in. Some of you are saying stick to sports. You can be next at 1-800-849-2761. That is your ticket into the program. Darren Vaught will have more on how things will go in my absence over these next two weeks. More of you have best and worst of the weekend from the NFL, college football ranks, the Yankees, the Cubs, the Astros, and Shane Bieber, no relation to Justin, from the baseball world or best of the weekend. And Darren Vaught's Boston Red Sox have lost eight straight games after a four-game sweep at the hands of the New York Yankees to go from being there at Fenway personally last weekend as the Red Sox took three of four and narrowed the gap and got right there in the wild card mix to a week later. Maybe it was the DG house mojo. Well, I, well, I was going to say, I told you at the, at the time that I thought it was the turning point of the season. Now, I thought it, it was going to be an upturn rather than this catastrophic whatever. Has I don't been. know. You hang out at the Glenn household and you win three of four. You, you abandon the Glens this past weekend. You lose four straight. I don't know. The mojo extends in mysterious directions. I do know this. Eight straight losses is worthy of worst of the weekend. And I, I'm not smiling as I say that, but eight straight losses while you're fighting for your life. And you're basically at the two-thirds pole of the Major League Baseball 162-game regular season. I know you gave up on catching the Yankees in the regular season, right? You're now 14 and a half games back there. Yeah, yeah. That's a lost cause. But a week ago, like you were right there for a wild card. And last I saw, you're, you're six and a half behind basically the Indians slash Rays slash Oakland A's. Not, not that far behind all three. But those are the three that are fighting for the two spots. And you're barely in the picture at this point after going to Yankee Stadium and just getting absolutely crushed. Yankees, Cubs, Astros, Shane Bieber, best of the weekend. The Boston Red Sox, worst of the weekend. And Major League Baseball as a whole got some votes as well. Yet another fan was taken to the hospital this weekend after being struck by a foul ball. Not a fatality in this case. But we have had too many of these examples. The Nationals and the White Sox and others have extended their netting all the way to the foul poles in left and right field. Most others have this decision kind of on the back burner. And some of those foul balls that just missed the netting that goes to the end of the dugouts, that's kind of mandatory now. Not kind of. It is mandatory in Major League Baseball. End of the dugouts netting. We've all been to enough games at any level to know that the line drives. Yeah, you have a little more reaction time if you're in short right field or short left field, where I often take the Glenn family up at Citizens Bank Park when I visit my hometown, Philadelphia. You have a little more reaction time. But with major league level line drives especially, you're talking about fractions of a second. You have no reaction time if you're behind home plate. That's why there have been nets there for decades. You have very little reaction time if you're over the dugouts and that's why the nets have gone up mandatory you don't have a whole lot of time if you're you know parallel with where the first or third baseman is standing 
which at most of these major league ballparks is still unprotected territory, especially as you inch toward the foul poles. 1-800-849-2761. How did Bob Costas make best of the weekend? The legendary broadcaster in his own words on the other side. You can chime in with your question or comment at 1-800-849-2761. We're also taking London, England travel tips. I'm taking the Glenn family there this week. We're going to catch an English Premier League match on Saturday at the state-of-the-art Tottenham Stadium against Aston Villa. On or off the pitch, if you've been there, if you've done that, the do's and don'ts of traveling to London, I, I accept and embrace that input because today is my last show before our departure. 1-800-849-2761. Darren Vaught will tell you more about what we have going on in my absence over the rest of these next two weeks. Your calls too. 1-800-849-2761 on The David Glenn Show. Gary Player joining us. This morning I did 1,300 sit-ups and crunches. Wow. I pushed 300 pounds with my legs and I ran on the treadmill. You are one of the legends of golf and you've been an inspiration as a person as well. What a nice compliment and God bless America. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Best and Worst of the Weekend. We will have our live Carolina Panthers camp update, courtesy of Bill Voth this time. We do have lines open. It's my last show before the Glenn family heads to London, England, so we are both taking your London travel tips, do's and don'ts for a family of four in mid-August in London, England, and your best and worst of the sports weekend that was. Alejandro Bedoya, MLS player, has some mad at him, but he is also mad at you. If you don't compare, if you don't care about gun control type issues in our country, he experienced in a way the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas massacre at the high school level near his hometown of Weston, Florida. Scored a goal last night, grabbed the sideline microphone and broadcast on FS1's national TV broadcast of a match between D.C. and Bedoya's Philadelphia Union. Hey, Congress, do something now. Land gun violence. Let's go. He tweeted more details on his social media accounts. You can be mad at him. You can vote him best of the weekend. He got a little bit of both as we come back to your calls. 1-800-849-2761. Tom Brady, Hall of Fame busts, Hall of Fame speeches. We have more of those guys. Ed Reed and Tony Gonzalez in their own words after giving you the best of Ty Law, Champ Bailey, and Kevin Mawai. Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr., the Yankees, the Cubs, the Astros, and Cleveland pitcher Shane Bieber, also best of the weekend, the Wyndham Championship, and the champion there, J.T. Poston of Western Carolina University. Chase Elliott was the winner on the NASCAR circuit at Watkins Glen. You can jump in with your best or worst of the weekend or the other topics of the day. David in Greensboro will be next, but after one thing I promised, how did Bob Costas make best of the weekend well he was being interviewed and for those who don't know Costas is one of the most accomplished American sports broadcasters ever not everybody loves his style I personally do he is an eight-time winner of the national sportscaster of the year award the national sports the national sports media association as it's now called is based here in North Carolina has given us the North Carolina sportscaster of the year award it has been humbling to be in the presence of people like Bob Costas as he cranks out these national awards left and right the basketball hall of fame gave him something called the Kurt Gowdy media award remember Gowdy came up on the show not too too long ago the baseball hall of fame has honored him with their Ford Frick award the guy is 
one of the best in the business and has been for a long time. As we come back to your calls, 1-800-849-2761. Costas was being interviewed. I saw it on DAZONE. It was a DAZN show. Yeah, the change-up is a daily MLB show on DAZN. It's actually co-hosted by uh, formerly of ESPN, Adnan Verk. Now, nowadays, that. I see Costas mostly on the MLB network. He's still a great play-by-play man. Baseball has always been his favorite sport. He's been based in New York, but he calls himself a St. Louis guy, and he grew up with that baseball fever that so many people, including one of my friends who grew up in St. Louis, I mean, it is part of the culture in the city of St. Louis. And Costas, nowadays, MLB Network, remember, he was the guy who did 11 straight Olympic Games. He was the guy who was with NBC Sports for not only baseball, but just just about every important event that they possibly had. He had his own studio show. You may be too young to remember that. It was called Studio 42 with Bob Costas. The guy has been there, done that in every possible sense of the sports broadcasting world. He's been a guest on this show, and I will tell you my favorite real-life Bob Costas story that he shared with us. But here's how he answered a question about, as I gave that background and more of his resume, when did he know he made it? The guys on this DAZN show asked him. Bob Costas's answer involved Bob's own son, the rap artist Ludacris, and a song whose lyrics eventually included Bob Costas. Here's how Bob described it this weekend. For many, it became a best of the weekend. My son Keith, when he was about 15 years old, he comes out of his room and walking into the living room, and he goes, Dad, Ludacris name-checked you. <laughs> so my first question is, uh, okay, who's Ludacris? <laughs> and I find out that on his fine then CD, I don't know what it would be now, fried chicken and beer, there's a, a cut called Hip Hop Quotables. And one of the quotable lines, at least quotable on television, goes like this. I'd be rolling torpedoes, get blunted with Rostas. And for a hefty fee, I'm on your record, like Bob Costas. Yeah. It was at that point, yeah. boys, that I, I realized I had actually crossed over into a different realm. <laughs> that is the legendary Bob Costas. That was his answer to that question. David in Greensboro has baseball on his mind. We'll take more of your best and worst of the weekend phone calls and your advice for travel to London, England, 1-800-849-2761. I have to ask you this. Darren as a lifelong baseball fan does this skip your life in baseball if I said there's a great Bob Costas Kirby Puckett true story involving Bob Costas's own family would that hit your radar at all no I don't think I know this now you know Bob Costas I know because you're one of the up-and-coming play-by-play men and the voice of USA Baseball and and I don't know if he's one of your role models the way he's one of I yeah, know I, would, I know I'm your main role model of there. course of course but, but there are others I'm not <laughs> I would probably put him as a play-by-play guy may a, a, a lot of this is me being biased toward baseball but he he's sort of on the podium of the standard bearers for me personally okay you also know even if you were not old enough to see him play the legendary Kirby Puckett of as course, a player of okay. course those guys had a good relationship. As we go to David in Greensboro and you at 1-800-849-2761, Costas once said, kind of tug-in-cheek, but just for fun, half-seriously as well, Kirby Puckett of the Minnesota Twins was batting 
way over 350. He might have been close to 400, and of course, that's a magical number in the history of baseball. And we're still waiting for that next guy to hit 400 or better in batting average for an entire season. So Costas jokingly says that if Kirby Puckett is still over 350 even by the time Costas's child is born, I'd have to double-check if it's the same son involved in that story in ludicrous that Bob Costas just shared with the guys at DAZN. Most people forgot the promise. Fast forward, Kirby Puckett was still hitting better than 350 when Bob Costas's actual son was born. Bob Costas's son's name on the birth certificate was Keith Michael Costas. Do you know what child he referred to? I think he said my son Keith. I think in he that said story. Keith in that. All right, yeah. same guy. Kirby Puckett tracks down Bob Costas. And says, hey, man, I remember what you said. I thought your son was going to have – he didn't promise like Kirby Costas. He just promised that Kirby would be somewhere in his son's name yeah. if Kirby Puckett – this is way back when, you know, 80s, late 80s or 90s, whatever. Puckett track, tracks down Bob Costas and seriously – the Costas family went and legally changed the name of their son, Keith, to Keith Michael Kirby Costas. <laughs> and to this day, the son, Keith, who was listening to Ludacris in that story, his full name is Keith Michael Kirby Costas. That's great. I forget exactly what aspect of that fun story we got into the last time Bob Costas was a guest here on the David Glenn Show. But it was one that I will never forget. 1-800-849-2761. David in Greensboro, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Uh, glad to be here. Thanks so much. Love the Yankees. Long, lifetime Yankee fan. In fact, uh, my dad was a photographer for the Giants. So love the Giants and the Yankees. So glad to hear that they're the best of the week. And then great weekend here in Greensboro, North Carolina, and the Wyndham Championship. It's been a good week for me. Awesome. Hey, by the way, the Yankees are, are one of only three teams on pace for 100 or more wins, right? So you're not alone. The Yankees have to deal with the Astros in their own league. They have to, the Dodgers are also on pace for 100-plus victories. But what makes the Yankees' future maybe even more promising, you could make a heck of a roster out of Yankees that are injured right now. Now, and Darren, you as a Red Sox fan would know more of these details. But the bottom line is... The Yankees have a bunch of dudes that are really good, most of whom are coming back to a team that is on pace for 100-plus victories. And that's the way they were at the beginning of the year when they were particularly hot, too. It's crazy what they've done with lesser lineups than they're capable of having. It's ridiculous what's going on with them because who's our Paul Bunyan first baseman? <laughs> Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt is out for at least a little while, right? Luis Severino, I think. Didn't they consider him their number one starter yeah. going into this year? Yep. He's been out for a long time. CC Sabathia, the veteran lefty, is out. Aaron Hicks doesn't need surgery. He also is coming back, but he's been out. Giancarlo Stanton is one of the best players in the league when he's healthy. He's been out. Edwin Encarnacion, didn't he just break his wrist this weekend? Yeah. On, on that up and inside pitch, I was like, oh, man. When, when you get hit that way at the last second, it can break a finger. It and, can break a wrist. And he's a lesser name, but Edwin Encarnacion has been 
very, very consistently good. He actually just got his 10th consecutive season of 30 home runs or more. So that's, I mean, that's a big piece that's going down for them. I know Gary Sanchez has not been a big bat, but he's been hurt as, yeah. a, as a catcher they use a lot. Glaber Torres is out now. Didn't he just get hurt? Yeah. I mean, I just gave you a whole lineup. I gave you Those a are full all, day. All-star caliber players. That is a full day of Yankees right there, none of which is available right now. So maybe the Yankees' outlook is even brighter when you factor in the return of those guys. Go ahead, David. Did you have something on safety netting in Major League Baseball? Yeah, I had a quick question uh, about uh, safety of uh, foul balls and netting, and I wondered if there's ever been any studies to see how many people that have been hurt are looking down at their cell phones mm. and really not paying attention. Yeah, I don't know if there's a study on that. Now, we know this varies a lot. Like, you know, there are – I'll put it this way. The, the two-year-old that had to be rushed to the hospital was not looking at a cell phone, right? Uh, the woman who died, I believe, last year at a Dodgers game was not looking at her cell phone. So, of course, fans paying attention is an important part of safety at the ballpark. There's no doubt about it. No matter how many rules you adopt or how much netting you extend, you still need people to pay attention. Theoretically, you could get hurt catching a home run ball. Now, much of the steam has come off the ball by the time it crosses the left field fence or whatever. But on these on these quick foul ball line drive situations, yeah, you better be watching the field of play, duh. But for the most part, you don't have enough time to react even if you are paying attention. And that's why more and more teams and more and more leagues are extending the netting all the way to the foul poles. Um, and, yeah, you know, your ticket says in the fine print, you know, pay attention. We're not responsible. Foul balls happen all the time. You should expect them to happen. And besides, if you want to sit behind the netting, you know there it is behind home plate. Buy those tickets if you want to be behind the netting. Or nowadays, behind the dugout. Buy those tickets if you want to be behind the dugout. And everybody knows the concept here. If it's a pop-up, you can still get a foul ball sitting behind home plate or, or more so behind the dugouts. There's usually netting that even prevents the foul ball from dropping on you if you're right behind home plate. But you can still get foul balls in all sorts of settings. You can get home run balls. So obviously, there's no netting there. But those line drives that just miss the safety net, you could be concentrating on home plate and still get hit right between the eyes. That's how fast it is. So, yes, everybody needs to pay better attention. But, uh, yes, most of these teams are considering following in the footsteps of the Washington Nationals and the Chicago White Sox, and that is safety netting all the way to the foul poles. In case you're wondering, season ticket holders are mixed on this. There's a minority who say one of the things we like about our seats down the first or third base line is that it's easy for the guys to give us autographs or throw us, you know, underhand, throw us a foul ball, um, or we like the idea of the foul ball straight off the bat. Now, a majority of baseball fans are saying we've seen enough people carried to the hospital or dead. Yeah, it's a little complicated to still get your autograph handed through. A lot of these nets can drop before the game, so you can still have your face-to-face -face time, and then you put the net up. It's a little, you know, little technology involved, but I've heard they have a lot of money at the major league level especially. They could probably figure that part out. So everything is a trade in life, right? And there is a percentage, I'd have to look it up exactly, it might have been like a quarter of Major League Baseball fans kind of like it the way it is. Netting to the ends of the dugout, but let us enjoy old school baseball where one of the joys of a trip to the ballpark is a higher probability of catching a foul ball or a home run ball. But it, the number is inching up, and I think it's past 70-some percent. Just put more netting up 
uh, we're tired of pe people being carried out in bloody scenes and sometimes dying. 1-800-849-2761. Stephen Wake Forest once in on the other side. Bill Voth joins us in 20 minutes live from Carolina Panthers camp. Fan Fest was Friday night. Brian Burns had a little bit of an injury scare earlier today, the rookie out of Florida State at outside linebacker, the way they refer to him in the hybrid 3-4-4-3 defense of Ron Rivera. More from Bill on the Panthers and other NFL in 20 minutes. More of your phone calls at 1-800-849-2761. Next on the David Glenn Show. Kurt Busch is joining us, 38-year-old champion of the Daytona 500. Well, I went out with Gronk last night after uh, after we won the race. Did you really? Was, it was fun. Got about an hour's sleep. I asked him, I go, hey, when do you have to report to training camp? He goes, July. I said, well, we can't be friends because i got to <laughs> go back to racing. Stay with us on the David Glenn Show. the David Glenn Show. Bill Voth, live from Panthers Camp. Next hour, more of your best and worst of the weekend phone calls this hour. We're also asking for Glenn Family London travel tips. Husband, wife, 20-year-old, soon-to-be 17-year-old. Four of us are hitting London. We know about the umbrellas. Other attire advice is pouring in. What to see, what not to bother with. We appreciate that. Darren has a Voices of North Carolina tour set up where different franchises and different colleges and universities will have takeover days here at the David Glenn Show from noon to 3 as we come at you on our unprecedented statewide syndicated platform. That will be fun. In my absence, I will be back two weeks from today. Darren Vaught can tell you more about what will happen while we're away. Stephen Wake Forest is next up on Best and Worst of the Weekend. Welcome to the program. Go right ahead. Hey, thanks, DG. How you doing? Doing great, man. What's on your mind? Yeah, just a uh, uh, best and worst of the weekend. Uh, best of the weekend, I, I'd like to congratulate uh, Hickory High School product and fellow Western Carolina alum, J.T. Poston, nice. with his win at the Wyndham. Uh, thought that was pretty cool to see how, that over the weekend. And how about the Lee Trevino aspect of that, man? It had been 45 years since somebody went 72 holes and won a PGA tournament without a single bogey or worse. And your guy, J.T. Poston, just did that. Lee Trevino was the most recent example. Eight under 62 yesterday. I could have a 62 was, at the turn. That, but that not was amazing, yeah, 18. absolutely amazing. And with some pressure on him, too, with, with Webb right behind right. him. That was great to see those two battling it out. That well was really put. cool. So. Well put. What's your worst of the weekend? Oh, Spectrum Cable still not adding the ACC network at this point in this the season. This is not good, man. <laughs> this is not good. If you're, uh, you know, if you're a DirecTV customer, you've got the ACC network all ready to go on August 22nd, man. I'm, I'm going to be away for a while. I'm not even going to say what my carrier is. I'll just say that my carrier is like Spectrum and does not yet have an agreement to carry the ACC network. I can't not have the ACC network. I've been covering this league for 32 years, man. Like, that's not even a household decision. That's a professional decision in the Glenn household. I've got to have it, period. I created the ACC Sports Journal on accsports.com 25 years ago, and they're still alive and kicking and doing well. What have you uh, have you notified your carrier, Steve? Have you made yeah. your your sentiments known? Yes, I have quite a few different ways and different at uh, different times to at least at least four or five different times phone calls and uh, a couple of uh, emails and just trying to light a fire and you know I don't know. Good for you. You know, I mean, it, it, both of these statements are true. Without people putting pressure on these carriers, it makes it harder to get deals done. And it is also true for those who tend to be less proactive. 
it is true that whether it was the launch of the SEC network five years ago this month or the ACC network here on August 22nd, it is true that a lot of the bigger deals go down to the wire. So what do you do as a consumer? Do you just say, well, DG tells me that five years ago, uh, the SEC network brought in a lot of the biggies right there in the days and weeks before the channel launched. Well, patience was rewarded five years ago, not for every carrier and their customers, but for most of them. Are you just going to lean on that history and say, well, I'll just twiddle my thumbs and I'll stick with my carrier? Darren Vaught, do you as right now as a consumer have access to the ACC network? I the do Glenn, not. The Glenn household does not. I don't have that as a – most of the time I have that as a fail-safe, like as a cord yeah, cutter. I'm most of the time, if plan. I don't have it, you're my backup plan. <laughs> that was that way for a long time with MLB Network until Sling added that this past year. If you're a Comcast slash Xfinity customer, not a lot of those in North Carolina, but we have a lot of listeners in other states. It's all over Virginia, for example. If you're a Hokies or Cavaliers customer and you're a Comcast Xfinity customer, you don't have it. There's another cable company, Cox slash Contour. No deal yet. Dish Network, the number two satellite provider. No deal yet. So, DirecTV, yes. Hun literally hundreds of others are carrying the ACC network. Now, most of those hundreds are smaller ones. DirecTV is a very big one. And some of the mid-sized fish have already agreed to carry the ACC network. But, man, we're, we're two weeks away at this point, right? Two and a half weeks away from the launch. And... Only another week until actual games are exclusively on the ACC network. Georgia Tech against Clemson in football. ECU against NC State in football. Before the end of the month of August, before the calendar turns to September, are exclusively on the ACC network. I know a lot of fans of those schools. And if they have, I wonder how many have already changed providers to DirecTV or Hulu with live TV or one of the dozens of others that have that are fairly well-known and have agreed to carry the ACC network. I don't know all those answers. I encourage you to check out my writings in the pages of the ACC Sports Journal and at The Athletic and The Athletic Carolina. I did about as deep a dive on the ACC network topic as, well, anybody has ever done. I mean, there's a lot of financial numbers in there. There's a lot of carrier negotiation-type information in there. Uh, it, it is a huge, huge deal for the consumer and for the Atlantic Coast Conference. More after this on the David Glenn Show. Mike Lupica, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Sports used to be called the toy department, and I said, look at the political scene and, and, and tell me that's any more real or, or more serious than what we see when people say, oh, stick to sports. Well, who passed that law? You're listening to the David Glenn Show. More life lessons from the Pro Football Hall of Famers. More of your best and worst of the weekend phone calls. More of your London travel tips for the Glenn family. You can be next at 1-800-849-2761. Bill Voth live from Panthers camp in 30 minutes on the David Glenn Show. Kevin Harlan is joining us. It was a boring game, and the guy ran out right through the formation as if he was a wide receiver <laughs> to be a part of the play. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. You always think of calling that dramatic last-second buzzer-beating shot or a touchdown pass or, or something more historic. This is the David Glenn Show. 